Proverbs 4 says, Attend to my word, incline to my sayings. Let the word not depart from your eyes. Keep the word in the midst of your heart. They are life. The word is life to those that find the word and health to all your flesh. I have a CD where I, I read the word with beautiful healing songs, healing music behind them. If you need that, if you are struggling with some sickness in your body, get that CD. Let the Word begin to penetrate your life. God's Word Speaks Healing is a unique audio compilation on which Pastor Benny Hinn reads promises of health and wholeness from throughout the scriptures as beautiful instrumental music from his favorite healing songs and hymns plays in the background. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. You can have God's Word Speaks Healing on CD for a gift of $15 or as a digital download for a gift of $8. Call, write, or order your copy of this faith-building volume online today. Fascinated by Pastor John Eckhart here from Chicago. We, we, we've been talking about prayers that rat out demons, prayers for healing, prayers for deliverance. You are fascinating, Pastor, and I'm so glad you came today. Suzanne told me about this man. She said, you've got to get him. In fact, I was walking through the house one day, and I saw this book. And I said, okay. oh, Sue, what is this? Oh, she said, it was actually your hardback book. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, this is a great book about prayer. And I looked at it, and I said, oh, my goodness, that's really, really, really good. But here, here you are. I had no clue that she had come to your conferences. We were talking about demons and, and how demons enter in. It's a subject we really need to deal with because it's like an unknown today. Many mm -hmm. people are oppressed, depressed, tormented by devils. They don't know what to do, where to go, how to be free, so they take pills and go mad. But the Bible clearly states that Jesus came to set the captives free. Yes, yes. And you were saying some amazing things to me yesterday about how demons enter. Can you repeat some of the doors? And, and you know, go back and talk about how it all begins, please, and then go from there. Yeah, we talked about one of the most, one of the common ways that demons enter is through rejection. When a person has been rejected as a child, hurt, wounded, bruised, broken heart or molested, traumatized, taken advantage of. And then, of course, as a person grows older, if they get involved in certain sins, uh, whether it's witchcraft, sexual sin, uh, alcoholism, then the enemy takes advantage of that. Uh, but usually th that is a manifestation of a, of a root cause that begins early in childhood. And the only way to really protect a child, I believe, properly is to have a godly home. Godly parents that pray, teach, cover that child. Without godly authority over children, 
the enemy, it's almost like as if there's an open target, which is why the enemy does so much to destroy families, because if the family structure is not in place with godly parents who walk in authority and cover their children, then children then become susceptible to demons and often become demonized. And today we have a big problem because many families are broken. Yes, and, and, and a lot of children grow up in, in uh, two-parent, uh, one-parent home or rejection uh, from a parent or both parents or abandoned or orphans. I mean, there's just so many ways that the enemy can take advantage. And Why is it that this problem did not exist in the early church? We, we don't see Christians having devils in the book of Acts. Well, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a discussion that theologians have made that we don't see Christians with, with, with demons. We do know in the book of Acts that um, people got delivered. Uh, we know that when Philip went to Samaria, it was a very demonized city, and he cast out demons and set people free. Uh, I, often tell, I often refer to the scripture where Jesus said, I would not take the children's bread and give it to dogs. He called deliverance or healing the children's bread. It belongs to the children of God. If you're outside of covenant, you really don't have a right to deliverance. Deliverance is really for people in covenant with God. It's the children's but bread. But I mean, in the New Testament, we don't see Christians with devils. They, they were all set free. But yet today you see many Christians having problems with demons. Well, because, Why is that? Well, the, 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 the rampant... Uh, escalation of sin in our society, the breakdown of moral codes and, and any type of family structure in our society, the liberal view of people in our society who don't think anything is wrong, who, who, who really uh, endorse sin, just the prevalence of sin and activities of the flesh. Uh, our culture has become, American culture has become so demonized. One of the ways you can see it is through nakedness. Nakedness is a sure sign that a culture is demonized. And when, in the book of, of Mark, when the man came out of the tombs, he was naked. Anytime a culture begins to become naked, um, where there's nakedness on television, nakedness in society, it's a sure sign of, of demons when we begin to uncover ourselves. You're talking ourselves. about the man in Gadara, yeah. you mean, yeah. yeah. He was naked. Yeah. Uh, so when you look at our society, the breakdown of morals, the breakdown of any type of family structure, uh, the breakdown of godliness uh, teachings, even in schools and society, it's just an open door for the enemy. to. So when in. you say nakedness in America, what do you mean? Well, America is just, I mean, the nakedness on television, the nakedness um, in entertainment. The filth, you mean, yes, yeah. Yes, the just the way people mm -hmm. dress now. Just, the, just, just, just the, the way they uncover themselves is a sign of, of moral breakdown, and it's a sign of demonization. One of, the, one, of the, one of the signs, I believe, that America is becoming... You know, you're saying something powerful. Well, that, yeah, I... No, I, that's really... Because that, that is a sign when, yes. when people don't dress properly. yes. And, and, and in our society, we've gotten so caught up into not, you know, we don't judge anything until it's almost anything goes. But when you see a society becoming naked and a society, the way they dress, the, the, the looseness of their dressing, the looseness of their morals, it's a sign of, of demonization, especially but in America. That also brings the, the destruction of a whole yes. nation. Yes. Look what happened to Rome. Exactly. That's what happened to Rome. Exactly. I believe demons are responsible for the destruction of societies. Unless deliverance comes and repentance comes, societies end up being judged. And those demons have not gone away. No. It's the same old devils and yeah. new bodies. Yes. Yes. Wow. We talked about self-deliverance because many precious Christians who are tormented by evil spirits really don't, don't know where to go, what to do. So how do they find self-deliverance? 
Well, will you, if, if, you, if you study the subject of deliverance and get some basic knowledge of, of, of the kind of spirits you may be dealing with, you can pray for yourself. I encourage people to take authority over spirits that might be tormenting them and, and simply command them to come out and simply breathe them out. You, I, I found that people doing self-deliverance actually will manifest um, when they do self-deliverance. Uh, it's better to have another believer pray for you. Uh, that knows deliverance. But if you can't find anyone, uh, I believe it's important to do self-deliverance. Now, you said something very powerful yesterday about how Christians cannot be possessed in their spirit, but they can be oppressed and demonized in their soul. Talk about that just in case somebody missed it. Right, your soul, your, your three parts, spirit, soul, body. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. And of course, your physical body. Uh, you cannot have a demon in your spirit. That, that's the part of you that's born again. But in your mind, confusion, uh, emotions, hurt, uh, broken heart, sadness, grief, crying, rejection, um, in, in your, uh, your will, stubbornness, um, uh, rebellion, these are spirits that operate in the soulish area. Then your physical body usually operates through sickness and infirmity. The Bible says Jesus went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. So he caused sickness and oppression of the devil. So those are the areas of a person's life. I, I liken it to this. Jesus went into the temple and drove out the money changers. Out of the, he drove the thieves out of the temple. The, the thieves were not in the Holy of Holies, but they were operating in the temple. Even though we're the temple of God, our spirit uh, it will be the Holy of Holies. The thief cannot operate in that realm, but he can operate in the other realm. That's very powerful. And they can, they can hinder, hinder you from really flowing spiritually as a believer. You said also on the program yesterday that, that if you're not, if you don't deal with it, it could affect your salvation. Yeah, eventually some people, uh, we've, we've known, I believe that anyone who backslides or leaves God and goes into the world completely is demonized. I believe it can, it can cause people to walk in such, uh, some people are so frustrated in, the, in their Christian walk until they give up. They feel like I can't live this because they don't receive deliverance. Some people actually walk away from the church and God because they feel I can't live this life because there's no hope. So hopelessness, despair, discouragement, these are the things that drive people away. Some people get involved in sexual sins, sexual relationships, and are so overwhelmed with guilt, shame, and condemnation. The enemy beats them down so bad until they completely walk away from the church and, and walk away from God. Before we switch the subject on prayer, because I would like to talk about this, look in the camera and talk to individuals who are oppressed by demons. Mm -hmm. What must they do? How do they get help? Well, I want to say you, you, must, you must take authority. You must use your authority as a believer. Uh, you cannot allow the enemy to run through your life and destroy it. You must identify the enemy, begin to pray for yourself, uh, try to find someone that does deliverance that can pray for you. If not, begin to take authority over those spirits. Call them by name, rejection, fear, hurt, lust, um, whatever it is, sickness, infirmity, poverty, whatever is tormenting you, discouragement, depression, sadness, suicide, whatever is tormenting you, begin to take authority over it and command it to come out of your life. When you begin to exercise your authority and command those things to leave, God will begin to honor your faith and your authority, and he will begin to set you free. Do not allow the enemy to torment you. One of the major spirits you have to deal with, the guilt, shame, condemnation that make you feel so guilty, so ashamed because you're tormented. But Jesus loves you. God loves you. Jesus came to set you free. 
Use your authority. Begin to command those things to come out. Try to find a good deliverance minister or another believer that can pray for you and tell them what you're dealing with and have them command those things to come out and then breathe them out. Let those things go. You'll begin to, often you'll begin to, you'll begin to cry. Sometimes you'll scream. Sometimes you'll feel like you're choking. Don't be afraid of that. It's just a manifestation. The major thing is that you get freedom and you get deliverance. It may take more than one session. Don't become discouraged. Keep working on it until you get free and God will honor your faith. How about fasting? Oh, fasting is a tremendous benefit. How? Uh, what, what, what fasting does, it humbles the soul. And when you begin to humble the soul, uh, it begins to break things up in your soulish realm. But because Jesus said this kind will not go out but by fasting. There are some strong spirits that will not leave unless you fast. Some people need to go on a date. Like what? Like what spirits? Some, especially spirits of lust and perversion that are rooted in the flesh. Demons that are strong in the flesh, uh, lust, perversion. Uh, homosexuality, lesbianism, those kinds of spirits are such strongholds until it often takes fasting to really loosen. It's almost like a root going in the ground. They're so deeply rooted until fasting begins to break up the ground and begins to cause those things. How to long go. must, must well, they fast? We, we encourage people. Some people will fast a day and come and get prayer. Some people go on a three-day fast and come and get prayer. The, 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 some people, if you, if you just do a day fast and get prayer, you'll get tremendous benefits. So it doesn't have to be a 40-day fast. Some people are not adept at fasting, so we don't push people. But if they go one day or even three days, it's a tremendous benefit to, to, to deliverance. Now, just before we get to prayer, you have in this amazing book that we're going to talk to you about later, you, you actually named the names of demons. How, how did you discover names like Leviathan, uh, princes, uh, demons of princes, uh, uh, you name it, you've got Jezebel, which we know about. But there's, there's some I've not even heard about myself. But uh, well, go ahead and tell me. Yeah, Leviathan, uh, we've, we've actually encountered Leviathan spirits in people, which is a spirit of pride. Uh, it's found in Job chapter 41. It's known as the crocodile or the sea serpent. Uh, he's the king of all the children of pride based in, uh, in Job chapter 41. And we've actually encountered and have, have, we've had Leviathan speak out of people and identify himself. So you've actually asked them, what is your name? And they told you, Leviathan. Yeah. You know, I said Leviathan, you said Leviathan. It's, okay. so it's, yeah, it's, Same it's thing, pronounced yeah. both ways, yeah. But you've got, you've got things like, uh, you know, schizophrenia, double-mindedness. Yeah, that's a major problem. Schizophrenia is a combination of rejection and rebellion working together to destroy a person's life, to make them double-minded. It's like they have two personalities. Yesterday, I want to get back to the spirit. Bird spirits? <laughs> that was a new one. I used to make fun of a guy who always used to whistle, and I would say he's, he's, he's got a demon, a bird <laughs> demon. But there's actually... Yeah, they're, they're in, in the spirit realm, there are demons that resemble certain creatures. Serpents, scorpions, flies, unclean animals, pigs. Um, there's not that they're... Well, in Revelation, we, we know frogs. Frogs, yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. They have, the, they have the nature or characteristic of certain animals. When you get in the, in the, in the bird realm, you're dealing with, like, with spirits like vultures that are, that are connected with death. They show up when someone is dying. So spirits that resemble vultures or, wow. or, or certain, uh, certain uh, owls, for instance. Owl, owls are, are, are symbolic of witchcraft. And, and so you know, a lot of times in witchcraft, they'll use symbols of owls. Where do you things. find that? I mean, in the Bible, parts of the Bible? What? Yeah, they're, 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 the, the owl is mentioned in the Bible. No, but I mean some of those other ones, like birds and other things. Yeah, yeah, there are scriptures in the Bible that most... And you give that in your yeah, book. Yeah, most of those are referenced in the book. So like often, you mentioned frogs in Revelation. Yeah. Um, you have Leviathan, you have Lilith. Which is which is the screech owl found in the book of how about, Isaiah? How, how about uh, like you know crocodiles or alligators? Yeah, crocodile would be uh, Leviathan in in Job forty one. He's known as the crocodile. He has teeth. His grip. 
He grips you. It's like, it's like a spirit that's able to grip you. And years hold on ago, to you. years ago, when I went through a real trial, I used to have dreams about crocodiles under uh, the floor I was walking on, and everything I saw in that dream actually happened, and it fits with what you're mm -hmm. saying. And someone told me that crocodiles also represents uh, people who are disloyal. Mm. in your ministry mm -hmm. who want to destroy mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. It happened exactly. Mm -hmm. I would see three crocodiles swimming under it's me. A, it's a covenant-breaking spirit. And three people actually were revealed yeah. in our ministry. Yeah. And then you see things that, you know, you can't understand. In dreams, I mean, you see these animals, mm -hmm. and then you, you, you find out, my goodness, I just saw this in this mm -hmm. dream, mm -hmm. and here's what it means, but you, you don't know it till right. it happens. Right. In Job 41, one of the signs of the crocodile is he doesn't keep covenant. He's a, he's a disloyal covenant. Remember with, jo with uh, Joseph, he saw the birds, the butler and baker mm -hmm. with him in prison, said, well, the, these birds came and ate, and he said, you're going to die. You're going to hang. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So birds are not exactly a, a, a good sign sometimes no. in dreams. Unless it's an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a dove. Now, how about demonic horsemen? Well, in the, in the spirit realm, uh, in, in the book of Revelation, we find horses. So when we talk about the, the, a horseman is a symbol of strength, power. Whoever had horses had strength and power. So it's a symbol of demons that are very strong and very powerful uh, with, with, the, with the strength of a horse. And uh, Jezebel? Uh, Jezebel would be, of that's course. That's a big one. Yeah, that's witchcraft and control. It can operate in both men and women, by the way. Wow. Men, men can have that same control spirit. Uh, how about spirits of the desert? Those are spirits that are connected with dry places. Um, they're, they're creatures of the desert. Those are spirits that, that keep you in a dry place uh, with no water, no life. It's a symbol of death and destruction. How, how about lions and serpents and flies? Well, Beelzebub is called the, the prince of flies. Flies are representative of unclean. Flies are very unclean. Yeah. So it's, a, it's, a, it's also a picture of witchcraft and un, the uncleanness. Most of the animals that, that are represented there are what we consider unclean animals, which are pictures of unclean spirits. It's really interesting that flies affect the anointing, and that's in Ecclesiastes chapter mm -hmm. 10, verse 1. The dead flies, yeah. 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 Pastor, let's talk about prayer. Prayer... Just talk to him about prayer. How now? These are prayers that you have in this book that actually bring the miraculous. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about about prayer, please. Well, you All know, I, I believe that praying in the spirit, of course, is the foundation of any spirit-filled life. People praying in tongues, praying in the spirit, and I believe that praying with the understanding is also important. I believe that the reason why most people are limited in their prayer life is because they don't have a good prayer vocabulary. Their prayer vocabulary is limited because they don't have a good uh, grip of the Word of God. Wait, wait, say that again. Uh, you, the reason why the, the praying with the understanding is so limited is because people do not have an extensive prayer vocabulary. So because of the lack of the word. Exactly. The, the, the less you know about the word, the, the least effective you know You know what? I'm asking people in different places now that where I go to, and I have them stand up in some places. How many have not read the whole Bible? I'm shocked. Oh, yes. Over 70% of them stand up that have not read the whole Bible. And it's really quite a shock, and maybe that's, that's why their prayer life is, li is limited like yeah, that. Yeah, because the, the Bible is so full of things you can pray for. It's, it's really unlimited with the things you can pray for and believe God for. But most Christians pray for the same things. There's nothing wrong with that, either healing or financial blessings or salvation. But there's so many different things in the Scriptures you can pray for until uh, I believe that most of us live far below our privilege. Let's talk about rejection. Prayer. You said rejection is the, one of the main causes of why people are tormented. How, do, how, how does somebody pray 
to, to be healed from such deep wounds in their life? Well, first of all, rejection is a spirit. There, there are three spirits that work with rejection. Rejection, self-rejection, and fear of rejection. When you've been rejected, you tend to reject yourself and you tend to be afraid of someone else rejecting you. So you need to attack all three of those. Command those spirits to come out of your life. And there are other spirits that operate with rejection as well. Hurt, unforgiveness, bitterness because you've been rejected. So generally demons work in groups. They don't generally work alone. If you find one, you find uh, his buddies with them because they open doors for others. So I would say understand how rejection works. Come against rejection, self-rejection, fear of rejection, hurt, anger, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, and begin to command those things to come out of your life. You must renounce it. You must say, I'm not going to accept this. I don't want it in my life. I renounce it. I turn away from it. I repent of it. I will not be rejected. And always remember that God accepts you. So one of the powerful ways to overcome rejection is that we're accepted by God, regardless of how much we've been rejected in the world. But if, 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 if you can come, understand that God accepts you, begin to command those things to come out of your life, be set free. You'll no longer walk, walk around with a rejection personality, always thinking, always afraid that someone is out to get you, someone is out to reject you, and you can't even develop strong relationships. Many years ago, when, when, when I was young, I remember I was preaching in Jerusalem. It was 1977, and I felt attacked at the time. I was on a bus in Jerusalem with a group of people, and I felt something attack me. And I was ministering that night at a conference, and I went to my hotel room, and asked God to set me f free from whatever mm -hmm. I felt was was coming on me. And I'll never forget when I went to Catherine Kuhlman first time in 73, when the Holy Spirit touched me, I saw two things leave me. I actually saw black smoke coming out mm -hmm. through my head, which I don't talk about often, but I really felt that, well, I shouldn't say felt, I know that the Lord set me free from two demons that I did not even know I had. Mm -hmm. Now that one, one, one time on that bus, I, I, I felt something attack me in my mind, so I went to my hotel room and prayed. But I had to really get deep in prayer before I felt uh, the free, release. the mm -hmm. release. Mm -hmm. So when we pray, it's not good to just say, well, Lord, help me, amen, bye. It, it takes time. Yes, and, and sometimes people can actually pray themselves out of bondage. The deeper you get into prayer, even in the Spirit, often the Holy Spirit will begin to drive things out of your life. How do you get deep in the Spirit? Well, praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, and, and, pray, and, and praying strong in the spirit for extended periods of time can be very liberating. Well, I, you know, I'm asking for the sake of people who, okay. who are watching. Please explain that to them. Well, uh, being... Talk, look, look, look yeah, at the when, camera. When, when, you, when you're filled with the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit helps your prayer life. Um, when, you're, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you speak in tongues, it is not only to speak in tongues and communicate with God, it's also to help you pray. And there, there are certain levels of prayer that you can only enter into by the Holy Spirit. And when you get into deeper levels of prayer, often deliverance will come to your life. Often you don't even understand what is going. You may begin to weep. You may begin to cry. You may begin to feel things leave you. Often that is the Holy Spirit intervening in your life to set you free. So I would encourage you, if you're struggling in your life, to spend time praying and allow, as, as, as Pastor Benny said, to allow the Spirit of God even to liberate you from things that you may not even know that are there. And, um, and, and, and many miracles can take place as you get into those deeper levels well, of prayer. Well, it says in Jude, verse 20, building up yourselves in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. And that is so important yes. that we... And really, it all is what Isaiah 40 says. They that wait upon the Lord will renew 
their strength. And when you renew your strength, you'll come out of that place of bondage. Yes, yes. Prayers, prayers are a powerful way for, to receive even self-deliverance. Pastor, would you mind stretching your hands towards this camera and praying that people will be set free right now, please. Father, I take authority Amen. over every spirit of rejection, fear, hurt, lust, perversion, anger, bitterness, rebellion, disobedience, witchcraft, Jezebel, confusion. I command those Jesus. spirits to come out of your mind, your soul, your will, your emotions, your physical body. I command any demon that is harassing you, tormenting you, I command you to leave now in the name of Jesus, Jesus. Christ. I speak miracles of deliverance and healing across the world. Anyone who's watching this program who's been tormented by the enemy and you feel as if something is stirring inside of you now, I command that thing to go. I oh, command man. it to come out. I command it to release you and loose that person in Jesus' name. I speak healing. I speak restoration. I speak a wholeness to come upon your life. Any enemy that's been hiding in your life, you're exposed. I rebuke you. I command the darkness to go, and I release the light of God and the glory of God to come into your life and to replace anything the enemy has done to damage your life. I rebuke it and command it to go in Jesus' name. I just take a deep oh, breath Lord. and release it and let it go and believe God for your healing right now. Hallelujah. Yes. You're anointed. Thank Dear you, God, I love this. Talk about your three books. You hold them and you tell them what's in them and why they need them. Well, The Prayer That Rouse Demons is a book that you can do self-deliverance and uh, a book that really uh, exposes the works of the enemy, power deliverance prayers. If you're struggling with any type of sickness in your life, Prayers that bring healing are scriptural prayers to receive healing. We have a lot of miracles of people who've gotten healed by praying these prayers. And then, of course, if you want the blessing of God to come, there are prayers and confessions, all, all scriptural that release many blessings in your life that may not be operating now, but I believe these three books will set you free and release tremendous blessings in your life. Well, now, listen, you've seen tremendous things happen with this one that uh, routes demons. Yes. And, and you show people how to pray. And... You have scriptures in yeah, there. Yeah, there are scriptures in it, and they're actual prayers. You can pray self-deliverance prayers. You can pray for yourself. Now, here's, I bind and rebuke every spirit of Sambala and Tobiah. That's from Nehemiah 6. Yes. Explain that Th to me. Those are, again, conspiracies. Those, they conspired against Israel to stop them from building the wall. And any, any type of demonic conspiracy against your life uh, that, that you're dealing with, you can, you can foil it, spoil it, and destroy it through prayer. Say that again, foil it, spoil it. I love that. You can, you can spoil it, foil it, and destroy it. You know, uh, uh, David, and I showed this to a preacher years ago, Psalm 55, destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongue. The Lord showed me years ago that Satan attacks us with words. Yes, yes, that's major. Curses, curses are released through words. Yeah, and, and we need to break yeah, those. When people speak against you negatively, those words have power, but we have the power to break those but words. But if we don't break them, they come. Yes, that's why it says in, in, in Isaiah 49, every tongue that shall arise against yes. thee in judgment, uh, sorry, 54, in judgment, you will condemn. Yes, yes, you have to use your authority against words, especially someone like you, Pastor, who's very visible. You know, people who are critical and negative can speak words. Listen, I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, I was taught that lesson many years ago in Orlando, Florida. There's a, a, a group of witches that lived in a, in a, in a little town outside Orlando mm -hmm. called Casadega. And I came home one day, and man, I got sick so bad, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't uh, talk. And they sent me a message uh, in a little piece of paper. Mm -hmm. They said, well, we see that the, they call me the governor. We said that the governor is sick. And Suzanne said, break it, Benny, yes. now. I said, yes. oh, honey, I'm protected. The blood is mm -hmm. on me. 
She said, no, because the Bible says you have to speak it. Yes. You have to break it. Every word that will rise against the in, in judgment, you have to condemn it. If you don't condemn it, it comes on you. And I did, and the next day I was yes. fine. Yes. You know, one of the things we also talk about is when people in other nations say death to America, that's a curse against America. And in prayer, wow. we, break, we break those death curses too. Because the devil does yes. use words yes. against us. Yes. And the Bible says because of the oppression of the enemy. And so David said, divide their tongue, O yes. Lord. Yes. Wow. People, this is good stuff. I'm telling you, wow. Make sure to get the... Now, you can get this book by itself for a gift of 20 and all three for a gift of 50. Get all three and be blessed in Jesus' name. I'm going to have you back. You are good, brother. Thanks. <laughs> hey, wow, what an anointing. When you prayed, I could feel it. Amen. Thank you, sir. Love you. Thanks for being my partner and friend. Bye-bye. Pastor Benny Hinn invites you to join over 3 million Facebook users around the world who like Benny Hinn Ministries. Don't miss this opportunity to receive inspiring messages, scriptures, teachings, announcements, and Pastor Benny's live teachings on Facebook. Like and follow Benny Hinn Ministries today.